0: Un amigo es con quien sales a comerte unas papitas de McDonald's, pero tu mejor amigo es quien promete siempre echar sus papitas en la mesa para hacer un papita mountain contigo y esa es la única amistad que yo quiero. Pa pa
1: Right now guys at Sauce Meds they've got some incredible deals uh, to take advantage of. First off they got four locations in Colorado, one in Fort Collins, one in Winter Ridge, one off of Broadway and one just blocks From the DNVR bar on East Colfax, and you're in the area, you're going to the DNVR bar, stop into Solace Meds beforehand, or afterward. Um on the deals that they have right now in June, 15% off all gold shelf concentrates, 20% off all Wana tinctures and tarts, 20% off all mountain select rosin and cartridges. I could go on and on and on. Uh, listing off all the deals that Solace Meds has going on right now. The most important deal, the most important deal that you absolutely have to take advantage of, drop code DNVR20 when you're at checkout. When you're up at the front of Solace Meds, uh, you've got everything that you need. You did your shopping. You got everything you wanted. Right when you're checking out, drop the code DNVR20 at Solace Meds at checkout. They'll give you 20% off and if you're at the Wheat Ridge location, you'll also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. Remember, any location you're at though, drop the code DMVR20, save 20% off your entire purchase with the code DMVR20.
2: Somebody is watching the show on their computer it's legal. YouTube, is it you bro? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, everyone? <laughs> and it's offseason. The DNVR Nuggets Mailbag Pod, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download it. Use promo code DNVR when you do, and then you can bet alongside with us as we get into our bets. We should have like a we should we should have a designated betting day this this uh, this offseason where we just make like some random random
1: bets. I think that would be fun. The more betting, the better. I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, like the more betting, the better. Uh, I got my guy Harrison win with me. What's up, fellas? Man, like I thought I'd be recovered from the wedding by now. Uh, not recovered at all. If people still don't know, struggling, the struggling 48 hours later.
2: Same yeah, the boss, honestly. Brandon Spano, got married this weekend and it was the collective, it was the drunkest collectively DNBR has ever been.
3: Oh, all of you, is-
1: every single it person. Is- It was the first time I was talking to people about this when we were up there. It was the first time we were all together. Like the entire company has been together. I feel like yeah, in the last 15 months. Yeah. Every single person was pretty much there.
4: It's so true, man. It was a great time though. (laughs) 10 out of 10. (laughs) I I left and the vibes were great. And then I looked on Twitter the next morning and Kale – Cut every inch of his face. So I was like, I don't know. Oh, do no, no, your no.
1: Show it. You're don't not. Supposed know how good it was.
4: <laughs> incredible. And, incredible. I, incredible I Irish exited at
1: like one o'clock. So I, I just I saw myself out at around one. I did too. I had to buy, take. My wife had to take me home. It's how yeah. bad it was. But it was a it was a it was a fantastic time.
2: I also got got Brendan vote here. Obviously.
4: Yeah, I bowed out when the unnamed co-worker was kicked out of the bar. I was like, all right, time did to go. Was kicked out of the bar. Nobody got I kicked out. Yeah, totally silly reason. They weren't. They didn't really deserve it, but it was hilarious all the same. And that was my cue to to grab it early exit. What all of our cue? Who was it? um
3: give us a hint.
4: Give us a hit.
1: Don't know what that means, but okay. That's
2: it.
0: Was no, it you? you? No, it wasn't. Wait, was, no, it
1: wasn't. It you? was it? Was it? Superstar Dev. There's
2: a superstar <laughs> Dev waiting in the wings here. Bring him on, Kale. I see. I see Dev just joined the the chat. Dev has entered.
3: The boys, <laughs> there he
2: is. Um, man, Dev actually bowed out. He was the first person to leave. He was the first person, but
3: he he left before uh, things got got a little too wild. Yeah, I get out of there. Uh, if there's responsibilities or any type of blame that could be placed, I have to yeah,
2: so. <laughs> I you go. You were smart too, man. You were smart too. You, uh, your your face is still intact. Um, okay. yeah. <laughs> the same for everybody else in the company. Uh, guys, just a little bit of housekeeping here. So for the off season, we have put together an off season plan for our shows. We are going to be going live today. We're at one o'clock, but going forward, it's actually going to be two o'clock. We're going to be going live at 2 o'clock, and we're going to have some cool things going on. Mondays are always going to be a mailbag, so you got questions. No, Look for it on Monday. Send us your questions, and we're going to talk about them. Let you guys kind of pick the topics for us on Monday. On Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to mix it up, but we're going to have guests coming on. We're going to be doing draft prep as the draft is not that far away, so we're always going to pick one player to kind of highlight and talk about them. And then, of course, Casual Friday, the return of Casual Friday, one of our favorites, where we're bringing back the steps. A chance for you to win some DNVR merch if you can go yeah. far enough. I can't wait for it. The steps was one of the great things of, of last offseason. So, but today, gentlemen, while we were busy drinking ourselves into a stupor, the Brooklyn Nets were busy losing. The 76ers were busy losing and collapsing. And also, the Phoenix Suns continue. Without Chris Paul, they continue their dominance. So I want to start with these three games, and we could start in chronological order. We were watching this one at the bar. <laughs> the Brooklyn Mets go down, and look, they had a lot of injuries. James Harden was clearly not himself. But the thing that stood out to me, and I think I screamed at the top of my lungs at the bar for 30 straight minutes, was that KD
4: airballed a game winner. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. It was the biggest surprise, I thought, of the whole playoffs. I, I thought it was the common denominator, man. And like all these good teams and a lot of these good players bowing out early, which is, you know, doing it by yourself is, is a myth and there's like two or three players maybe ever that could even try to do that. No, they um, couldn't though. They couldn't. The thing exactly. LeBron, MJ, they, they had help. And when they <laughs> yeah. didn't, they came short. Um, And KD, who was phenomenal all series, especially in the absence of those guys, but, but, being the only guy taking every shot, playing every minute, it did in fact catch up to him and right at the last second for the Bucs.
3: It wasn't just like a a small miss. It was like by this much of of an air ball. It was a really bad air ball. Um, And then also if you just go into the game, like he got the ball for like the last 20 straight possessions. He was actually tired. He knew he was tired. He kept shooting. Um, And then – you know, he, he like he didn't have any energy on the on the last shot. The shot before that was such a big shot that I was like, there's no way they go to him again. And then for him to not go for the tie and to try to win it while being so tired, that was that was awesome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was absolutely gassed. Just Did you
2: just feel good about out. Harrison when he airballed it? Were you like happy? What was your what was your
1: feeling? Yeah, I was happy because I'm rooting for the Bucks. <laughs> like, I'm obviously rooting for the Bucks. and Axel Tupon, like, my guy. Yeah, your um, guy. Yeah, of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, no, I want to see the Bucks win. I want to see Giannis win in Milwaukee, of course. Um, like, I don't want to see the Brooklyn Nets uh, super team that, that's down to one guy at the end uh, in Kevin Durant win. I was rooting for the Bucks, so of course I was happy uh, that <laughs> Milwaukee won. Uh, I don't think it's, like, maybe good in the long run because they might keep Budenholzer after all this, which would be wild. Uh, but, yeah, I'm happy Milwaukee <laughs> won. Uh, I was
2: kind of sad Milwaukee won. Sometimes I don't know who I'm rooting for till it happens, and then I'm kind of like, why am I upset? Right. And it's because of my Giannis conspiracy. I'm, it's it's really the worst type of, of – Way to watch the NBA where yeah. I'm rooting for a team that like deserves it to fail because I want their player to come like I feel like a Lakers fan. But that's how I was. I was like, hey man, if they flame out, Giannis is even closer to to maybe leaving. But you know what? At all the same, uh, you know, I'm I am happy for the Bucs. It was just so wild to see KD miss like that, especially because he had come up clutch so many times in this playoffs. He looks so oh, good. He had just hit the long two. He did everything. He hit everything, yeah. and then you think, all right, last shot. Let's see what happens. Then I was like, oh, he got he had to have been fouled. I got to see the replay. Nope, nothing. It was just a, it was just an air ball.
4: It's crazy too, because if he is a size down in shoe size, that's a game winner. No, oh, yeah. oh right, yeah. He's that close. He's that close yeah. to hitting. I mean, that shot too was just ridiculous as an understatement. Um, but look, this is. I think the guys who had to do it for a long period of time uh even the guys who only had to do it for a series doing it by yourself uh it catches up to you and eventually even the best players in the world look like something less than that under these circumstances yeah. and to be clear kd looked phenomenal all series but when it mattered he came up short
2: i gotta go to this comment here um Jokic watching podcast from somber 100 percent
4: uh, I'm gonna go zero percent. Yeah, so. hundred <laughs> percent. He is not negative. Hundred percent.
2: There's no chance Jokic is watching this from Sambor. Mm-hmm. He's got better things to do. I've I, never I, been more
4: confident in anything. Have you
2: guys seen the videos, man? Like, I'm really curious to sort of ask him. Sambor has always been his haven, like his like you know go and 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 now we're seeing some of these almost paparazzi like videos. Yeah. I can't tell if like Jokic is in on it, where it's like, hey, a guy is filming him, but some of these are like him drinking a, a water or coffee. And there's just people like zooming in on him. And so I'm like, I don't know, this feels, I wonder if, I wonder if it, he's finally reached the
1: point where he can no longer be private anywhere in the world. Probably not. I mean, most of the videos are just B-roll of him, uh, like riding his horse. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just yo, just put it in the Jokic B-roll horse folder. It's on, one on
2: folder, heart, by the right. way. That's the only <laughs> B-roll
1: folder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um,
2: I want to go to the other game, though, the one that's even more interesting, I think, for Nuggets fans, especially the Nuggets fans that have shade in their heart. The 76ers go down to the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, who, by the way, I really love. They're my favorite Eastern Conference team. I, I like rooting for them. But the Hawks did not have Hunter. They did not have Bogdanovich. I mean, Bogdanovich was, like, clearly on one. He shouldn't have even played, to be honest. He was kind of an anchor to them because of how hurt he was. And yet the Hawks get the win. Trey Young didn't even shoot well. And the 76ers still go down. There's a lot of storylines here. One of them, we're going to talk about Ben Simmons. He's also obviously the title of this. The other one, Joel Embiid had eight turnovers in back-to-back games, and he had the turnover. There were a lot of plays that you could define as the play. Like the Ben Simmons no shot was also the play. But Embiid's turnover, like that was a, hey, you get this, you're going to win, you get don't get this, you know, it's going to be tough. But you turn it over and allow a dunk, game over, game, set, match. And that's exactly what happened. What was your takeaway, Dev?
3: I think the biggest takeaway was just how much they hate each other. (laughs) Everyone over there really dislikes each other. Ringers hates people. Joel Joel Embiid hates people. Ben Simmons is hated by everyone. Oh my Um, god! Seth Curry is just nice and doesn't understand why he's around that type of situation. Yeah, but he
2: also can't guard uh, Herder. Like Herder, Herder's a good player. He's underrated. But the thing about Philly, they're kind of similar to Denver in that they have offensive guys and defensive guys. They don't have two-way guys. And Seth Curry, as great as he was, and as much as he got them to a Game 7, he could not guard her or look like Michael Jordan out there.
3: Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I think that really, like, uh, with Austin Rivers being in, in Denver and him having the comment about how basically everyone is connected and everyone um, is a part of in the culture, and then you could go to see how Doc Rivers' teams every single year, like, bow out in the exact same way, and then everyone throws each other under the bus – it goes to show the difference in these teams. There's joy on some teams, and then there's not joy. Even when the Sixers were winning, they were never happy or about each other. So I think that was my biggest take like takeaway is that somehow, no matter what, Doc Rivers' teams hate each other. <laughs>
1: I love that. I love this theory. What was your takeaway, Harrison? I think that's a great point from Dev. I mean, one of the big reasons the Clippers frayed out last year, and. and- blew the 3-1 lead against the Nuggets because that just wasn't a team. It was it was a group of individuals who just, like, went away from each other instead of coming together when the going really got tough against Denver. And, yeah, here's another Doc Rivers team um, that just frayed at the seams. And, we, yeah, we're going to talk about Ben Simmons. Uh, maybe even, like, a bigger problem for, for Philly is they're paying Doc Rivers $8 million a year for the next four years. Like <laughs> – Good luck with that. Um, but the Hawks, man, I, I, I said this about uh, like the, the young generation of players on the pod last month or something. They're just fearless, man. And I know Trey Young had a bad game. It kind of reminded me of when Lillard went 1-10 of against Denver and the Blazers still won that game in that first-round series. But this young Hawks team, man, they're fearless. They're yeah. absolutely fearless. And they play together. They don't care who they're going up against. Kevin Herter? um I pride know, of upstate
4: new york baby let's there, go there's a there's oh, wow. an
1: alternate there's an alternate timeline where kevin herter is from boulder colorado and went to fairview high school like th- th- that <laughs> might have happened <laughs> in a yeah yeah so i i just love the uh the chemistry um the the courage just how how that hawks team had no fear
2: there's a sweet spot where you're good enough to compete but not long enough in the league to like care and that's where the Hawks are like this is their first time in the playoffs they have nothing to lose but they're also good enough that playing like you have nothing to lose makes you really good and really dangerous I'm with you they have they are this year's them and the Suns are both like the magical teams of this year where like they're just everything's kind of going right for them right now um, and they just have this great belief Uh, vote rank I want the blame game Who's, who's it on? Philly, rank and order, top three pl- people that
4: you blame these Philly collapse for. Um, I mean, Ben Simmons. Number one. it has got to be number one. He's got to be number gotta one. Be. Played off the floor. Played off the floor. Uh, invisible Literally when he was on the floor. Literally played um, off the floor. His uh, yeah, I'm not exaggerating. Zero so. field
2: goal attempts in the last four games of the series in the fourth? What?
4: Yeah, that's tough. Uh, after that, I'll go with Doc. Um, I'm not going to point to any one specific thing Doc did, you know, and uh, just- I could I can point to one specific thing please. playing Dwight Howard. OK, More fair, enough. Enough. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, I, but my point is just like, look, at this point, he's a common denominator. Like if Doc is there and the team falls short, Doc's one of the reasons. And then um, finally, this is like a little unfair and context matters. But you know what? Joel Embiid's the best player on the team. Uh, And the burden of the best player is to shine in in these moments. And there were moments in this series on a torn meniscus where he was remarkable. But down the stretch of that game, with a chance to win and his team needed him, he was something short of that.
2: How are I don't feel like that's unfair at all. I mean, you could go to Devias Harris, who also was really bad. But look, man, Embiid, all we've been told about was like, hey, he plays offense and defense. This is what makes him different than this and that. First of all, defense. I mean, that game was really ugly. Everybody missed the shots, but if you look at the series, he had every bit of a hard time guarding the pick and roll as sure. Fair, as Nikola Jokic as basically any big. No big can guard the pick and roll, including Joel Embiid. And then offensively, every single game he wore down as the games went on. Sure, and they needed him most, and that one possession where it was still a game and it was just like who's both teams were having a hard time scoring. Like both teams just needed guys to be heroic. Kevin Herter came up bigger than he did down the stretch. Sure. Of this game. And Embiid had, I think, three quick buckets to start the fourth. But on that play, it was just, what is wrong with Joel Embiid as an offensive player? He doesn't read the double-team well, right. He turns right. it over too much. And it was, like, right under the microscope for those that that fourth.
4: What, what I just say, like to, like, to be fair, I just want to, like, if Jokic was playing on a torn meniscus and Jamal Murray looked like a G League player, you know what I mean? We might want to say, well, you know, it wasn't just. But the right. reality is Embiid had his moments. And in those moments, he came up short.
3: I think this is what makes this the best part of it. We we don't have to, like, hide our feelings about the other teams. We can say exactly what went wrong and and judge them, like, the, the correct way without anyone feeling a certain way. Call him out. Embiid, he gets all of this praise for things that Jokic can't do, and then he couldn't do them. So it's the same thing as every other, like, good defensive player. Gobert and Embiid are the best two you know bigs defensively and they've been played off of the court in a lot of those games and so or it really at least to where match. it's like we're not getting
4: any stops anyway we just gotta outscore them just gotta outscore them yeah to- tobias harris in the comments too and of course that's a great answer he's the other guy you would mention i just um i've never personally expected much out of tobias harris. right that, that's yeah. what i'm thinking like yeah, yeah he shot eight he's of good.
1: 24 in a game seven elimination game was i expecting anything better no He's kind of like a Gallinari who had a great game, you know, and and elevated him. So, Mm. you know, there was a little
2: bit of that. Um, Lastly, if we go over to the Clippers' sons, you know, this is a weird one because Kawhi Leonard is out. All of a sudden, the Clippers look incredible. They might look better without Kawhi somehow, like Miraculous. It's only three games, but they look great. And then Phoenix without Chris Paul, you think, okay, this is going to be difficult. They look the exact same. I mean, not. it's so funny, the MVP. It was such a toxic discourse all year and even up until this weekend. But it is funny to think about, you know, Jokic got bounced, loses Murray, he gets bounced, Embiid gets bounced, Gobert gets bounced, like all these guys that were like, oh, wait till the playoffs and the defense matter. This, none of it has mattered. And then you go, Chris Paul's the real MVP because look at the Suns. Then he's not there and they still win. So it's like nobody is the MVP. This year, if you want to make these stupid little arguments like that, then actually you can make one for every single player. But – the reason I wanted to talk about Phoenix is I'm curious who you guys are rooting for, because I thought when Denver played Phoenix, a lot of people, you know, focused in on what Denver couldn't do this. I thought Phoenix was just really good. And I still think they're really good. And I think there's a chance that they not walk, but, but have a comfortably win. I think they might be comfortably the best player uh, team left in the, in, in the playoffs. And I wonder if you guys feel like I feel where if Denver went out to the team that eventually won and won comfortably,
1: does that make the context of this whole season different? Um, Maybe a little different. Uh, this, this is kind of what I was thinking when I said I want the Lakers in round two, because back then I thought the Lakers were going to be the best right. team in the playoffs. And I was like, why not just test yourself against the best in a year where you're probably not going to win it without Jamal Murray. Um, but what do we say about the Suns team all year? We were so envious about how the roster was built. And how every piece just fit so perfectly. They had a presence inside with DeAndre Ayton. They had shooters on the perimeter. They had, like, really good defenders on the perimeter. They had a go-to guy in Devin Booker. Like, everything just fits so perfectly with that team. We said it all year. And that's exactly what they've looked like in the playoffs. Um, So I'm with you. I I think they are definitely the best team left. I think they've been playing the best throughout the playoffs out of any team left. And I think you've got to have him as the favorites right now.
2: I got to address a comment real quick. Somebody says, Adam, how's Jokic not the MVP? That's not what I said. What I said was people made all these arguments about like, oh, well, Chris Paul clearly has proven he was the true winner. Joel Embiid proven in the playoffs that he was the true one. It's like you could look at any of this now and say right, "Right, Phoenix wins without Chris Paul. 76ers lose with Embiid. Like everybody, all those arguments people made are done. That's all I'm saying. Jokic, of course he's the MVP. It was 91 out of 101 votes. Of course he was. Um, but back to, but back to this one Dev, how do you feel? If, are you rooting for Phoenix because it makes I mean does it t- make the context different for you?
3: I, I truly love that Phoenix team. Um, yeah, Chris Paul is the only guy that people can you know kind of like root against and I, I love Chris Paul. Um, but also there's just like there's so many different storylines that you have to like on that. There's the Michael Bridges, who's a high IQ player that was you know like not overlooked because he was still a high draft pick, but no one expected him to be this good. Um, Aiton, he's the, the forgotten guy in a very strong class. And we've all grown to love Aiton and his love for Jokic and, and whatnot. Then you have Devin Booker, who had the idea that he's just a, a shoot first, um, shooting guard that only cares about himself. And we see like, he goes for like 11 assists. Like he plays winning basketball, but he's also the superstar player. Um, they have Crawford. I mean, uh, sorry. They have, um, yeah, Crowder who has been bouncing around the league and he's like stepping up. They have Monty Williams, like everyone loves that story. Like you can't root against a guy like that. Yep. They have James Jones as the executive, like everything about what they have going is what you want. And they also yep. love to play with each other and, and, and play the right way. They pass the ball. They are locked in defensively. Um, there's no excuses from them. A guy goes down, they didn't make any excuses when they didn't have Chris Paul. They were ready to play the next game, and that's what they've been. Cameron Payne, he used to be just a guy Man. that next every single it's time. so like, good. I'm, you know, I'm like, blaming us. Happening? I'm blaming
1: us for the campaign resurgence. Just yeah, just so oh. like,
3: everybody like on that team, you have to root for. Um, and, and they play the right way. So I'm definitely rooting for for the Suns in every single aspect. Man.
2: this has been a great playoffs for context matters you know, like Giannis was a uh, can't win with him. He's fake MVP. This is now they're now he's back in the conference. Yeah. Devin Booker, not really a winner. All stats guy. All of a sudden, it's like, no, actually on the biggest stage against the best defenses, he's incredible. So uh, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of these like narrow, narrative teardowns, which I think is great. I honestly, the four teams that are in the playoffs are all compelling to me right now. And, and
4: especially with Kawhi going down and Paul George stepping <laughs> up, I just find them really right. interacting as well. So well, all of a sudden, you like it dawns on you, you know, under this context. Hey, the Clippers—I've never been to a conference finals, right? right? Paul George and a bunch of guys without their star on the Clippers. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, there's meat yeah. on that bone, so also, I really I love Chris this.
2: Chris Paul final. versus the Clippers is like kind of a hilarious
1: play so like, pretty, pretty ironic. It's Perfect. weird. I think of Chris Paul as a Clipper historically. Well, he's the best Clipper of all time. I think of him as a Clipper. I think
2: yeah. you know he is.
1: You, I, you don't think of him as a Hornet at all? No. I think of him
2: as a clipper. Yeah, it's a, I kind of do, too. It's kind of weird. It's really weird that way. Um, all right. What? Oh, the other thing I was going to say about Phoenix, it's actually hilarious that Sons and Four Guy has become this celebrity, and now the entire organization is really walking back there like praise. Did you see guy. the big brawl in their hallway? or oh, then- like everybody. If you knew this was going to happen, like, all right, the thing that happened in Denver, whatever. Like, it looked like he clearly was just defending himself or whatever, being a troll, but whatever. But then you get to like, oh, we're gonna have him courtside, and Devin Booker did this. That's Newcastle. a little weird. And now you got everybody. Hey, hey D lines here. So guys, everybody in the in the uh, the walkways now wants to be famous for getting in fights, and it's like now the right. people are like, we got to. We regret that we made this guy a celebrity. We're our, our bad guys. Our bad.
3: The worst part about those types of situations is when everyone can say, who didn't see that coming? Like, yes. you praise a guy for fighting. There you go. And you think <laughs> everyone else is not going to try to now fight. Now they're just going to be racking up assault charges, not able to go to any games. Like, if he would have hit someone else or, like, say he hit a woman or something, he'll be banned for life. Or if you uh, at a, a player, then you're banned for life. And then you you, like, give some type of praise for him punching a guy. And it's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Everybody no, it's just it, do it now. It's, like, it's only fine.
1: Name. Yeah, it's only fine if you punch somebody, but don't like cause them any serious long-term harm. Just it's you right, know, right, punch, right, punch right. somebody just enough so where you you send a message, but don't like put them in the hospital.
2: The contact in the fight
1: was then so you're perfect. good. Then you're good. <laughs>
5: uh, Why was it Eric? He caused us long-term harm. Yeah, fan base. <laughs> I want this man <laughs> arrested. I, I don't think it's cool that we're, yeah, we're we are yeah we we are making uh fighting cool yeah ex- all of these people who in phoenix who don't know how to act now they think they're going to be celebrities by starting fights with clippers fans what, what yeah. is this what is in what, in what world yeah. are living?
4: it could have yeah. just been it could have just been a moment for that guy that everyone understood why it happened and uh hopefully it doesn't happen next time
1: <laughs> but if, the suns fans are, if the suns fans are trying to find clipper fans to fight like the two that they fought after Game One, they're like halfway through all the Clippers.
5: Fans <laughs> that are oh, I also, yeah! I, I love the they're bravery. I love the bravery of it being a nineteen hundred people against two guys. Like congratulations, oh, Suns so fans! So
3: impressive. To make matters worse, they had the guy that lost the fight explain how it uh-huh. all went down, as if we didn't watch. What happened? And he's making up his own story. And we're like, we, we saw it. In 4K. Everybody got to see what happened. He's Dude. like, all
2: those punches I took didn't hurt that bad. Was basically his argument. <laughs> like, but you didn't take all the. You
4: know what? Get, you know, enough of you. I don't need yeah. any more context to this. People forget real quick if you just take the L. You know, you just, L, just, it, it could you, be, you, be over. But uh, God,
2: nobody even recognizes you. You're good. You're good to go. But take it know. on the way out, man. Take it on the way out. <laughs> take the L on the way out. All right, let's hit our break. On the other side, though, we're gonna ask the question of the day: Ben Simmons, is he a fit? in denver and then we're gonna to get to all of your mailbag questions of which there are numerous oh thumbs down don't spoiler alert over here vote um <laughs> well it will wrap
1: up the pod <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i can't wait for it let's hit our first break all
1: right i guess i'll do the reads um it's the off season uh guys but make sure to pick up some mile high city copper lager still from breck brew uh there's there's not a right time or or a wrong time to, to drink it just great to have Mile High City Copper Lager on tap all year. Uh, so pick it up from the Breck Brew Farmhouse. You can get it from your local liquor store. It's in that Nugget Skyline Blue can with Nuggets logo on it. Uh, you can't miss it. Make sure to get some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew this week. Also, if you've never tried Strava Craft Coffee before, uh, first off, tastes really good. Tastes really good. Better for you to drink than just you know regular Starbucks coffee or whatever coffee you're brewing up at home. Go to StravaCraftCoffee.com right now. Use the code DNVR25 for 25% off your first order of StravaCraft Coffee, which is packed with CBD. It can help relieve uh, back pain, headaches,
5: long-term migraines. HBS. IBS. IBS. <laughs> IBS. It might H- make you less prone to fight also. Maybe it'll calm you down. Take some, yeah, next to no, go to a basketball game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, maybe we could pitch a StravaCraft Coffee cold brew <laughs> at small uh, but you guys can get some from StravaCraftCoffee.com. Again, use the code DNVR25 for 25% off. Uh, if you are a returning StravaCraft customer, use code DNVR20 for 20% off. You can also get a StravaCraft Coffee subscription. Get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or 8 weeks. And like I said, if you're a first-time customer, use that code DNVR25 for 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com.
2: All right, let's get to the big question here, guys. Everybody wants to know. Ben Simmons is very available. <laughs> very available. In fact, I don't know if there's a single player in the <laughs> NBA more available right now than Ben Simmons. It's the most amazing, like, change I've ever seen from a, a guy that was a superstar, like, two months ago, a superstar, this, or that, to now, the trades people are throwing out there for him, like CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons straight up, and you're like, I don't know if I would do that if I'm if I'm them. So, <laughs> It's pretty wild. Um, I'll start with you, Eric, since you just hopped in here. I think yeah. I know where you think I'm, but ben, no, Simmons you've, you've would probably, <laughs> yeah. ben Simmons would probably cost a Michael Porter Jr. I mean, that's really, you know, the price is still going to be a steep on on him. Do you think though that there is a world in which what he brings to the table actually works with Denver in a way it does not in Philly?
5: I don't. I don't. Personally, see it. I mean, I, I imagine someone who's smart at basketball, the four of you, will explain to me why it can work. But I, to me, he's like a guy that uh, does. He's a great passer. So is Nikola Jokic. That can't shoot. Like, w- w- like I don't Not really just passing the ball back and forth to one another, and then at uh-huh. a certain point, they pass it to somebody else who also can't shoot. Then they just give it right back to Nikola Jokic. Like, I don't get it. Like, to me, and then I also saw a lot of people that are saying like, oh, we should get him. We should move him to the four. It's like. Okay. So then we have a, a uh, we have a non stretch four that <laughs> whose primary like skill in the NBA is dribbling and passing, which is not what you want your stretch four to do or your or your four to do. I don't get it at all. Like I don't like I like the idea. I mean, I think it's just you it's like fantasy basketball. You like, oh, I just want oh, this is a guy's an all-star. Number one right, overall right. pick. Like, absolutely. I'll take that guy. Like, that's I'll take a flyer on that guy. What what could go wrong? Like
2: let, let I, me let ask- me I don't see the fit at all, man. let me ask this is there anybody that thinks that ben simmons is like massively underrated
1: at this point and worth denver kicking the tires on well if the price is going to be michael porter jr it's a hard no i can't imagine it being anybody else one just for financial reasons like you can't that money uh, there there will be some team out there that Definitely talks himself into Ben Simmons and, and goes for him. Maybe it's the Portland Trailblazers. I hope Maybe it's Orlando.
5: It's... I hope Orlando takes every right. broken Philadelphia point guard. Just, I like, wouldn't be surprised if it's just a that.
1: mystery team that comes out of nowhere. Like somebody's yeah. gonna do it. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna play
2: devil's advocate then here because I, I agree that like the Michael Porter price is really steep, but let's not act like Michael Porter has not at this very moment also look like a flawed player, you know. It's funny that they're kind of polar opposites. Scoring is the most important aspect of basketball. It's the most important aspect. Like, you win the game by scoring points. All the other stuff sets the table for you to score points. So Ben Simmons is good at everything but scoring, every single type of scoring, shooting, dunking, driving, like anything. But he's great at everything else. Defense, he's one of the best, maybe the best defender, one of the best defenders in the NBA. He's a great passer. In transition, he's great. You know, Philly – Doesn't have any spacing. And I do think there's a world in which I think Giannis is like the perfect power forward to put alongside Jokic because he's so great defensively that he makes up. I think Ben Simmons is the second best or, you know, right up there in terms of he's going to elevate Jokic's defense so much by being able to contain the perimeter and, and help on the backside and just guard everything and do everything. And I do wonder if there's a world in which, okay, is Simmons tough to build around? Yes, but if he's your one non-shooter and he can handle the ball and pick and roll and he could set screens and roll and pick and roll for Jokic to run pick and roll as a ball handler, like that works in a way it doesn't yeah. work for anybody else. Like there's no other team that could make him work. And he is so talented at those other aspects.
1: Yeah. I'm so I'm actually I'm with you, Adam. I'm I'm actually with you. And Like, I I would never trade Michael Porter Jr. for Ben Simmons. I don't think it's realistic. But if he just somehow found his way to Denver in some far-off world and the Nuggets didn't have to give up any of their core, I think it could work. And the main reason why you were kind of getting at it, everybody looks good next to Nicole Jokic. Nicole Jokic can take a very below-average offensive player and make them look great. I mean, when, when Gary Harris was in his prime right. and yes injuries have happened a couple other things yeah. have happened writers that i really respect were saying is gary harris next Kawhi leonard like, right. yep. that was an article written by one of my good friends chris herring who i really respect and we were like thinking maybe like yeah. maybe he could have that type of jump like emmanuel mudier was playable next to Nikola Jokic at times yeah. he really was so you put anybody on the court next to nicole Jokic. Jokic can really, really elevate them. So I think he would turn Ben Simmons into a much better offensive player that he is. And going back to what I was saying earlier, another huge problem that Philly has is Doc Rivers. Like, whatever offense that Philly is running that has Ben Simmons do a dribble handoff at the top of the key and then go stand on the block almost out of bounds for the entire possession – that will never work. You so know,
2: swipe, swipe, but just like, he just buried you. Harrison, he just buried it. I wonder if he, I wonder if Jokic would win a playoffs. I mean, look, actually, I guess he's saying they he could win a series. He's no. agreeing with Harrison. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, then they also got swept. But like, there was a limit to how far you could go with this. But to be fair, Austin Rivers is not Ben Simmons. Like, Ben Simmons, is he's flawed and
1: he got exposed. But he's, right. he's also really – he's not those guys. Right. So I, I dude, think uh, if he played next to Nicole Jokic – he would look way better than he does it's anybody look, would
5: but he looked as bad as anybody has ever looked i mean like, <laughs> I like I, I, to me when i when i look at that i'm like all right all right ben simmons obviously has raw talent has you know physical gifts that can't be denied uh he's somehow become like Seemingly irreparably broken in Philadelphia, but like, this at this crazy. moment, is he bringing to us anything different than PJ Dozier is, except for a giant contract? I mean, he's six
4: foot ten, is a lot bigger, you? and he's a better yeah. passer. But I look, I'm 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 with Eric. I mean, first of all, Ben Simmons just wrapped up year one of a five year, one hundred and seventy seven million dollar deal. So there's that. Like well, my biggest things, points in that game. If someone is soaking up that much of your contract uh, of your of your cap sheet it can't be that difficult to make it work around him. So we can say here, well, I bet Jokic could do it. I mean, Jokic can do it with Faku and Austin Rivers, but there are better guys. There are better guys. I mean, I don't – like, he got played off the floor. He got played off the floor against the Atlanta Hawks. And when he was on the floor, he was just as unimpactful. So I don't – like, if he's that far in his head mentally, yes, he can get better. Yes, there's room for growth. But we have seen very little thus far that suggests – there's going to be much growth offensively. Um, I don't understand the flyer, especially, look, a team like Sacramento, you want to mess around and see if you can extract value from Ben as your franchise cornerstone. Like that logic is, de- that's not where Denver is. That's not where Denver
3: is. That's exactly that right. The answer is uh, no, just because it can't happen um, with how much he makes. There's yeah. just literally no way you can do it without giving up Michael Porter Jr. And then if you give him up, you give up so much offense, and then there's so much uncertainty with Jamal Murray coming back that you're like, I don't know. But on the flip side, the 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 reality is that Ben Simmons makes you better. We were just excited about Aaron Gordon coming over because of the defensive um, abilities that he has, and now you're you're able to add a guy that's bigger than Gordon, that's a better defender than Gordon, that actually passes the ball. He does, you know, everything as good as Gordon besides shoot the ball or better than Gordon besides shoot the ball. And then you'll be able to play him um, in ways that you could give Jokic time on the bench. And now Ben Simmons runs the offense and he's able to create for everyone else. So now you provide the space. And if you have Jamal Murray and other shooters. um, So he does make sense for the nuggets. It just won't be able to work because of the money, but there's no way you say that you don't want Ben Simmons. You need defense the Nuggets desperately need a defender that can play positions one through four, and Ben Simmons can do that with his like a built like his his body type.
4: How desperately does Denver need that at the cost of offense in their starting lineup? I just wonder Denver, if you can find offense though. Like Ben, Ben Denver is.
2: I really do think that Denver put out the worst offensive group they could this year by necessity, right? And they still scored 130 points against the, the Trailblazers, right? Like they ran into a wall, but I do wonder if the Murray-Jokic two-man game is going to be enough to get you 80% of the way there offensively. So now you just need, okay, some role-playing shooters at the two and maybe the three. And then if you have a Ben Simmons, he does it. I'm, just, I'm trying to play devil's advocate sure. here because I thought – Coming into the playoffs, Paul George was the most underrated player in the NBA because the narrative had taken over that he was this choke artist or whatever. And now you're watching him play and you're like, oh, that's right. This guy's actually awesome. And maybe those chokes happened in a volume. They really did happen, but it wasn't a defining thing. And I think Ben Simmons is quickly getting there. Now, does he have some flaws? Yes. But all everybody sees right now are the flaws. And I think that it's like, perfect. If we're really talking about that's how low his trade value is, he actually might be a guy that brings that, that actually is the
5: best version of himself a year or two from now. But but the problem, the problem is, is that his contract doesn't evaporate. Like like his value is at this point, absolute. And so you have to be like, he has to play to the level of that contract for anyone to be able to want to even touch it. like, if you're saying like, can you win it? Like if you're just at a playground and you're able to pick whoever you want on your team and like Ben Simmons has got kicked off his squad, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. We can make something happen. But like, like vote said, man. Like we're talking about taking a flyer on a max player. Like you can't take a flyer on a guy right. that has a max contract. That's, that's not a flyer. Ex-
4: that's an expensive defensive specialist. <laughs> yeah, you know what man. I mean? Like Sha-
5: yeah, like Shaq Harrison. That's a. Defensive is Ta- is Tybol
4: available? Can we just trade for him? Like <laughs> <laughs> Simmons is better than Tybal. but
2: I, I, all right. The point remains. I don't think Devers in the mix, as evidenced by Vegas not and DraftKings not having him as like a top. You know, Denver's not even on the board for his next location, but it's just interesting. Philosophically, it's interesting because Simmons does bring a lot to Denver or would that they need. But the one thing I'll say that and then we can move on. But the one thing that concerns me most about him is that he is a guy who is pretty opposite of what Denver has built culturally. You know, I think Ben Simmons, like it sounds like not all of his teammates really like him. And he's kind of been the big shot dating you know, the Kardashians and, you know, doing all this different stuff. And and even like as recently as within the last year, people ask him about his flaws and he'll shrug them off as if they don't matter. And it's like, yo, man, like sometimes you just have to take some responsibility. And he just doesn't seem like he fits the culture.
1: I mean, I feel like how would a lot of players be if they were just allowed to not – improve at literally anything across their the first four years of their nba career i mean ben simmons hasn't gotten better at anything like and he was handed a max contract i think most of us thought that was deserving at the time but he hasn't been asked to improve anything and he's remained the same player and now we're seeing that
4: when the lights get bright he's super fragile um He's a guard who just set the record for lowest free throw percentage in a playoff run. <laughs> he's the, not a guard. Other... This is part
2: of it. He's not a guard, but that, that part is no, I'm telling you, he's a forward now. He's a power forward. Like that. He was, he's a power forward with skill, but he's not a guard. And that's, I think part of what happened here was Philly was like, Hey, he's our point guard. Nope. He's not, he, he can't be. Um, well, I think that was him. He,
0: he goes. Well, so I'm, I'm the point guard. Right. Yeah. That's, right. that's, that's how point. he plays. He's got to play point. like a forward.
2: Moving on, we got one here from Jake Coyne, Stat Squatch. If you could take any role player from the four remaining teams, not name Mikel Bridges because, of course, it would be Mikel Bridges, <laughs> add, them next, add them to next year's Nuggets. Who are you taking? I'll start with you, Dev.
3: You got to start with me.
2: <laughs> I'll start with me, then. I'll start with me to give you a second to think. It's like easy. It, but I'm it. not just pandering to Serbia. I'm taking Bogdan Bogdanovic. Are you kidding me? Whoa. I love this, dude. Deadver shooting guard that's always like – that always knocks him down knows how to play Jokic ball of course man
5: Spogdan Bogdanovich he's got a real happy smiley face too I appreciate that about him so he's smiling that I kind of look like him kind of oh let me, let me take a look yeah. here mm. yeah I don't see that even a
3: little bit nope. <laughs> you got one oh, that? Maybe, maybe I go so I, I guess it has to go with if if the Nuggets keep um Gordon or not because then I would go with Jay Crowder I just feel like they need a guy that's aggressive they need um someone that's been there and also is going to push guys around i feel like he's not afraid to talk to anyone he's he's going to tell you exactly what he feels he's going to tell you how to win games and what he's seen so that that's the player that really stands out to me off the top of my head i'm sure you guys are going to come up with something cool and i'm going to be like you know what
1: (laughs) jay crowder is a good one for sure
5: I mean, what what about uh, what about your guy Harrison? What about Kevin Herder?
1: I, I mean, I was waiting for somebody to, like, to nominate
5: <laughs> Red
0: Velvet.
5: <laughs> he was incredible, like incredible this last game. And uh, that the crazy thing was is that I mean, I, I could not believe like the shooting performance we got out of Trey Young. It did not matter with Danilo Gallinari and Kevin Herder. I'll take them both as a as a package. I want I take Gallo back. I love okay. that man.
4: <laughs> I've had roster envy over whomever's had Seth Curry for a while now. Really? He yeah. I, though, man. You're right. And that really reared its head in that game. So yeah, they, they hunted him. How about this though? Seth Curry is your second best player. Suspect. Bench player. Yeah. Different equation. Denver's getting
2: absolutely torched, but they might not ever be stopped. Like would be 150 to 151 every single playoff game, but ugh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, I like this one. Who else with yeah, was- Terrence Mann? We got a PJ Tucker vote. I don't know. I don't know about that.
4: Maybe five years ago, I was all in on that. Um, Terrence Mann, hell yeah, dude.
2: I think Bogdanovich is the correct answer. I think I got this one Wow. Right. Unbelievable. I'll oh, <laughs> highlight, they that. Were
1: able to highlight the- that one. They, is, they is Joe Harris too good to be in this discussion? Well, oh, well, I guess that's
2: just
4: lost, I actually. That's reading, lost. I didn't finish reading the entire... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, was I was going to say you put it. the wrong... Joe Harris... I was going to say Joe Harris-Harrison. He... Brooklyn really needed him in Game 7. He had some chances. He was uh, not great. This is Ooh, a good one. To one. Tank, try to tank his trade value to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great one from Chase. You like will to be here.
2: Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo. All right, next question here. With the team discontinuing the Rainbow jerseys, please share your prediction for the next City jersey. Also, the Nuggets might be due for their throwback jersey this year as well. This comes from the homie Alec Gwynn. Eric, I'll take you. let you take this one first.
5: This Well, I mean, we can't predict it, right? I mean, any number of ways they could go. They'll probably do – what will they do? They're going to go gold.
2: They've gone red. They've gone both shades of blue. They've gone white.
5: Yeah, but – yeah, I guess – Yeah, I guess uh, –
1: The the yellow jerseys have always just been disasters,
5: though. Terrible. Totally disastrous. I hope that they come out with some, like, new – just some new thing that we could be like – weave that we all like and we can weave into the fabric of what it is to be a Nuggets fan. But, I, I, I mean, not. who knows? I, I don't know. It can go anywhere. Like Nike's rolled out some pretty insane <laughs> uniforms. I love the royal year.
2: blue. Like the ones – the the, the current city jerseys to me is like – the two jerseys I love the best, the pickaxes with the ball, the blue, and then obviously the new white ones from this year – I would love for the city jersey to stay that blue, like for that that what is it called, skyline blue. I'd like for that to become the staple cool color for the Nuggets. I don't.
5: Yeah, the the reason why that one is so good, and this is the conversation we always have, is it's just such a basic design, something that can stand the test of time. It's not just like uh, something that's new, hot, and cool. Like uh, everybody's again, like I, I hate to rain on everyone's parade, but the current '90s throwbacks are not going to age well. Everyone, we've seen it happen before. What are the yeah, '90s throwbacks? Just in general, in sports, everyone oh. like loves '90s throwbacks garbage, and it's like, oh, I um, gotcha. I, I, I've seen how this story ends, and it does not end
4: well. <laughs> we just realized a second time that that design wave was bad. We just yeah, had that's do what, that all well. This over. is what
5: it's, it's just like a whole new set of people that were like, "What are you talking about? This is great!" And I'm like, "Oh boy." The You can learn a lot from the yeah, successes
2: and failures of the last three seasons from jerseys because there have been some like huge hits, and you're right, they are the simple, the white, the, the white one from this year, and the blue one. You know for the last couple are so simple and basic the colors pop the logos are simple and it looks timeless and classic and then the ones that they've really failed on have been the ones that have been the loudest like hey Always. we're trying so hard it's like anyways hey, like
5: they'll that make was, like yeah. some big like thing that's like the full the full skyline it'll be the lines yeah. everywhere and everyone will be like oh sign me up like those Rockies throwback, turn back the clock the
1: um, the, the only the thing Thursdays. good
5: about uh the altitude
1: comcast thing is Nuggets fans didn't have to watch the Nuggets in the red uh, flat iron red jerseys this year. I know. You know Talk about know a harbinger. About
5: like we should have known. Like as soon as they suited up in Game Four in those reds, we should just, just turned off the TV. Like, what are we thinking here? Some I, I am
2: so happy that Jacob Hill spent two dollars to super chat us to let us know that Simmons shot a hundred percent in
5: the fourth. Cracking up Three for three, right? <laughs> three for three. Three for three. Good worth point, then, We could put that towards uh, his contract. That two dollars. Yeah. I wonder
1: if Simmons had like a bonus in his contract. Like if you shoot above fifty. 50% uh, from the field in the playoffs, you get $100,000. he's like, I'm just not going to shoot.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm going to – one more, then we'll take another break here. But what should be the plan to
2: survive the regular season without Murray and hopefully keep the home court seed? Or, or are they good enough as is? This comes from Circus K. Um, Dev, what do you think, man? Is there a strategy they need to do? or what, What's the game plan for making it to a top seed next year
3: without Murray? Just – let Jokic go insane, but rest them. <laughs> I think you should rest them. Um, yeah, and you're not going to get a tough This team doesn't guy. die out at the end of the season. Um, also, with resting him, you give other people confidence to, like, want to take shots and also know their role um, and to be into a different role. Like, one guy's not going to be all defense. One guy's not going to only come in and score. Like, they're going to all become better, and they know that they have to get better. Um, also, we see that the Nuggets can win games – Around their best player who also had an MVP season. He was going to win MVP no matter what. So if you give them some time off and just have them ready for the playoff run, then that's it. Also, just don't get hurt. No.
5: <laughs> life is so e- That's hey, cool. life <laughs> is easy.
2: Basketball easy. Real quick note in the comments, guys. We don't mind everybody speaking in obviously your negative native tongue, whatever. Oh, if you can try, especially right now with I know so many people are going back and forth about this Jokic thing. Just try if you can try yeah, to yeah. Try, try to stick to English as frequently as possible. So,
4: so we can interact, so we can see it and, and, and talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: It. I just but know a lot unless of unless you're unless you're talking about us in, in negative terms, then you can keep it in your right, yeah, yeah, keep you don't want that.
2: <laughs> um Vote, what do you think? The game plan, the roadmap for Denver to be a top seed.
4: Uh, I wonder if maybe top three seed is not as much of a goal this time around as it is getting into the playoffs with guys feeling good, feeling healthy, yeah. and then seeing how Jamal looks in round one. Um, especially with all the weird ways Denver's won and lost playoff games, it's almost like I like – I know there's all the traditional paths and rules and ways to get this stuff done, but with Denver, it's almost like, all right – us keep as many healthy bodies on the floor, see what it looks like when Jamal comes back. Um, so, I mean, I, so I, when I say that, I mean, maybe you rest Jokic where you can and accept that you don't necessarily win those games. Um, yeah. I, think, I think the key is twofold. One,
2: you know, I do think that they need to learn some new styles with that, in particular, that utilize Michael Porter and more of his comfort spots. And this is a two-way street. Michael Porter's got to get better. I think he knows that. But I do wonder if there's something to Denver going away from what they've done coming up with a whole new style that once Murray comes back, you can then just blend the new styles. And that's part of it. The other part of it, and you guys talked about this on the show on Friday, glossed over it, I think a little bit. The most interesting thing to come out of Tim Conley's postgame presser was his walk through low high with Zeke Nagy. <laughs> Because Zeke Naji is a player that to me represents what Denver is missing. A two-way player. Denver needs two-way players. They don't have to be stars, but they have to be guys that are not anchors on either end of the floor. Not like Aaron Gordon right now is great defensively, but he can be, when he's not on, a bit of an anchor on that end. Like Michael Porter can be an anchor on the defensive end. Zeke Naji represents a guy that's both reliable defensively, reliable offensively, and that's it. And I think he becomes an important piece next year. So to me, it's integrating, finding two-way players, and then trying to find a style that lends itself a little bit better to Michael Porter. Or Michael Porter
5: lending himself to a better better fit into what Denver does. First off, we said that his walk through low high was very north side. And then we said side. that very he could be side. a replacement for Aaron Gordon. We didn't gloss over at all. We just didn't say <laughs> what you wanted to say. You just made well, it longer. We said the exact same thing you said. No,
2: you didn't say the, it with enough emphasis like I did. did.
5: Well,
1: well, I'll, uh, I'll say it right now. I'll say it right now. I think Zeke Nagy could be the Nuggets' seventh man next season. Ooh. First big man off the bench. I, I think, think ben like.
2: Mark- more vol- valuable. I think there's a chance he's more valuable than that. Could so be. more
1: valuable than Aaron Gordon?
2: Well, I think there's a chance that he could be a guy that, like, when you look at the best lineups, it won't be probably the most played lineups, but you look at it and you're like, man, that lineup always slaps when Zeke and MPJ are on the court together, Yeah. you know, and – Maybe you even allows you to play Gordon up more or something. You know, you get weird with some of your line. I don't know. But yeah, I, no,
1: yeah. I, I think Naji is going to be huge next season. Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to play a lot. Like the Nuggets love that kid. Uh, I love him. I, I think he's just really, really good. I thought he could have played this year. And my biggest fear next season, and, and it's a, a legit worry, is that without Jamal, there's just going to be such a heavy load that Nicola feels like he has to take. And, you know, hopefully this doesn't happen, but like it, it could be another season where he gets a little worn down at the end. Um, and so, like you said, Adam, if, if if they just find a way where he doesn't have to carry such a big load on the offensive end night in night out, um, they've got to do that because yeah. that's my big worry that he could get a little worn down again.
5: The, the, the crazy thing that we are left with at this exact moment in time is that we're coming off of what, seemed like an absolute damnation of our program that the nuggets don't have anything left. They have to make big changes. What are they going to do? When really like when Murray went down, they didn't have any problem winning regular season games at all. And like the, they had a problem beating who could realistically be the NBA champion. Like they beat Portland without in six games, like fairly easily. They, after having essentially punted a game, um, I don't think the Nuggets need to worry. Like we're in a place where it just seems like the Nuggets are broken, but they're not broken. They just have to wait for Jamal Murray to come back. But we saw them win. They were the 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 winningest team in the NBA without Jamal Murray going down. Right, but
1: the the consequences of that were Nicola got worn down. Like he just did. Right, that That was the consequence. But
5: but my point. I, I think my point. Uh, dovetails into votes point like we don't need a top three seed like we just need to get into the playoffs with a healthy jamal murray with a functioning yeah, yeah. Uh, no that, I, I, agree.
1: I agree that that
5: foursome and then you know then you let the chips fall where they may but you're right like you can't run nicola into the dirt trying to get a top three seed it's not that important but the nuggets totally are not agree. broken like we just have to they're yeah. broken in that Jamal He's Murray's ACL, ACL is yeah. broken, right? That's pretty. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that, like, I, you know, I just feel like everyone uh just gets that recency bias, and I whenever I hear people talking about the Nuggets, it's like, guys, like they l- literally had the best offense in the history of the NBA for that small window of time no. that we had the group together. Like they they found a combination that works I agree. together is, very I agree. well. I agree big time. They they should not cut the nose despite the face like they just start to make panic moves bring in oh i don't know ben simmons to like try to fix something <laughs> that's not broken like like we just got to wait this out uh dudes we can do that we can we can get in as a six seed like come on you're preaching i think I mean, preaching one of the, right
2: i've been talking to somebody you know very very smart with the team lately about you know my take about man nobody can guard like if gobert can't guard and b can't guard and, and somebody's telling me you're looking at it all along are you Oh, I thought Deb was talking to me. Uh, But looking at it all wrong, saying that's not the point. The point in the playoffs is to make the other team blink first. And Denver maybe does have an offense, just when healthy, that makes other teams blink first. So can Jokic guard Chris Paul in the pick-and-roll? Probably not. Probably never. But guess what? All those mid-rangers and everything else, like that only takes you so far, whereas maybe eventually – phoenix looks at it and goes like man we're giving up 130 we have to blink and put a you know a different lineup out there that makes us less on offense too and that's how you win let's take a break though on the other side we got a couple more we'll go rapid fire in the
4: fourth we didn't Ooh, we only got the four questions so for this. We got like 10 more but we should hit um we've got a couple of discord questions adam i want to give them priority tips, oh hell yeah for sure hell yeah the, the
5: discord homies dude i gotta think one of them is going to be buckets if i'm if i'm guessing <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> oh, no, Bucket, hit us up on Twitter, actually. Oh, do you want me to do these now real quick? Kinda?
1: No, let's, let's should we do the break first? Yeah, we yeah. Should we probably do the break. break. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, right now, if you're looking for a dentist in the Denver area, check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, you're going to get a free Sonicare toothbrush, top of the line, electric toothbrush. It's going to last you a long time. Uh, maybe lead to less dentist visits in the long run. But get one of those from Green Mountain Dental Group, uh, Sonicare toothbrush, when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Uh, with Green Mountain Dental Group today. A lot of us at DNVR, we go there uh, for everything from teeth cleanings to getting our cavities filled, getting getting wisdom teeth pulled. They're great people. They're great at what they do. They care about you as a customer. Uh, so hit them up. Green Mountain Dental Group. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. And also, DNVR listeners, you guys can get 20% off from manscaped.com. You can get 20% off. The Lawnmower 4.0, which is now available at Manscaped.com with the code DNVR. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0 recently launched from Manscaped. Ton of really awesome features: 4,000k LED spotlight, uh, a new trimmer with customizable guard length sizes one through four. You get the travel bag. You get wireless charging. All of that with the Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped.com. Uh, get it for 20% off. Plus free shipping. Uh, but the thing is, you got to use the code DNVR. Uh, that's get 20% off uh, whatever you want from manscaped.com. The lawnmower 4.0. They got tons of other stuff on there, too. Uh, with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. And finally, if you are in the market for a new house, if you're trying to take out a new mortgage, hit up the good folks over at Chevalier Mortgage, www.dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia Chevalier, they've been in the mortgage business forever. They're pros. They're also part of the DNVR fam. So hit hit them up if you have any questions about a mortgage, buying a house, what that process is like. It's so stressful, but they make it really easy. Uh, Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Get set up with a free consultation when you're there. Uh, And like I said, they'll make the home buying process super easy for you, uh, especially if you're a first-time buyer. Uh, Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631.
4: righty, perfect.
2: Um all right, what do we got here? Vote some
4: Discord members only. Yeah, cut just a couple of them. Um we've talked about Harrison trying to get point guards in Denver in the meantime while they wait for Jamal Murray. Uh, Broncos K Dog wants to know about Kemba Walker playing in Denver. Is that realistic in any way? Is there any sort of fit there? To me, it's a, it's an easy no. Just in terms oh, of no. practically, it makes no sense. You'd rather no. have Jamal Murray when he's healthy, of course. I think we're all on the same page on that one.
3: What do you think, Kemba yeah. guy? No, I think he's a, a talented offensive guy, but I would I would rather have Monte. You know, with the contract wow. and things like all that. Contract, but, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, there's no reason. It makes no sense.
4: No, I will keep it moving. Then, uh, zero eleven 11 wants to know about Serbian super teams in the making in Denver, uh, Bogdan, Meechich, uh, Micic? is anything realistic here? Who's Michic? Uh, I don't know. Oh,
1: that's what he just, he just won MVP of the. Uh, that's right. MVP. Oh man,
2: then bring him. Oh, up. I don't know anything about this guy. The second
1: coming of of uh, of Jokic, but not really. No, the um, second the second coming of Jokic might be Nikola Jovic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Look, I'm um,
2: all, I don't think it's going to happen, sadly. But I'm all about the Bielitsa and uh, Bogdanovich. Like those two, those two are in the club for me. Uh, I don't know about anybody else. Like some people said, Boban. Like I don't, I don't know the
5: point of any of this, but. Um, Oh, we're in on Bobon. You on Friday, we were all about Bobon.
4: I, I I want Bobon, dude. Why? Look, look, Adam, you're gonna it's have J- a instead roster. Of JaVale? For- yeah, you've got a roster spot reserved for Jokic's friend. You might as well make that a rotation player. Is Bobon a rotation player for Denver? I don't think so, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> then finally, this one's for you. Um Vice President of Discord Operations, Jake Vandenbrink. Kale, are you asleep Uh,
2: at the wheel, dude? There's this a-hole in the chat that has been been spamming it, man. Get this guy out of here. Kale's Kale's icing himself down. Um,
4: Jake, Adam, (laughs) this question's for you. You talked about it on Locked On. Um, Well, it's for all of us, but defense not mattering as much in the playoffs, the point you were hitting on earlier. He basically wanted us to flesh that out more. And if that's the case, um, can you point to teams that have won finals uh, without having a really good defense? Can you point
2: to Um, why. Here's why I don't like this question. Because I'm telling you, the the separation between offense and defense seems so linear. Like, there is no relationship to them. There isn't. And this is what I'm talking about, about how you have to make teams blink first. The Jazz had a great defense until they couldn't because – Clippers go small against them and all of a sudden Gobert can't score against little guys. Like, had he been able to do that, the Clippers would have had to change their defense to be less, you know, good overall, but better suited to stopping their big man. Denver has the best big offensive big in the league, best big in the league, but the best offensive big in the league. So if you try to go small against them, you have to make them blink. Denver couldn't do that against the Suns because Jamal Murray wasn't there. I think he can later on. So then all of a sudden the Suns aren't as good of a defense. So to me, they're just all connected. This is why I think can Denver be a good defense? Yes. But they have to make punish you so much that you're not getting to throw your best punch at them.
4: Gotcha. And that's it for the discussion. It's like questions. boxing.
2: Sometimes in boxing, right? Like totally. you can just play defense, or you can be such a good counter-attack that the other guy has to really think about every punch he throws. And that's what Denver has to be. Denver has to be so good that the other team has to always be thinking about whether or not they're going uh, right. to
1: throw that jab or whatever. And, and that's why Jamal Murray would have made that series just feel so different because like the Nuggets could have punched first with Jamal Murray and then Phoenix would have had to react. Yeah. So it, it would have, it would
4: have changed everything. I also think, you know, in the modern NBA now, where basically basically like almost every good team is just like a historically great offense. I also wonder how much it's about just staying connected so that you can make the right plays at the right times, right? Maybe you played elite defense for five minutes and that swung the game um, as opposed to being built like the, the grit, grit, you know, grit and grime Memphis Grizzlies or whatever. But right. that's it for uh, Discord.
2: And I see somebody saying Jake is right. You know, Everyone that wins a chip plays defense. You're not wrong. What I'm saying, though, is it's easier to play defense against other teams, not best punch. And that, that, that's what I'm getting at. But to do that, you have to be able to punish them. Like, Phoenix got to give us their best punch nonstop because Denver couldn't punish them on the other end of the court. So Denver constantly had to go up against it. But that would have been different, I think, if you had Murray. And now it's like, hey, we can't play all of our best offensive players. We Chris Paul doesn't get to relax on defense and then just destroy on right. offense. Now he has to actually work hard. And it just changes the dynamic of it. So then Denver all of a sudden is not giving up 120 points. Uh, going back to the questions we got, have we seen the last of Paul Millsap in a Nuggets uniform? And who will be the oldest Nugget next year? This comes from NW
4: Nugs. Dude, can I hit you guys with some trivia? Oh, boy. Do you know who is now the uh, – has the most all-time NBA playoff games under their belt without a finals appearance?
1: Paul
2: Millsap. Oh, I'm guessing Paul Millsap I Guess based Paul on Millsap, number one. That's
1: crazy. Ugh. Man, that, that been, should have changed this year. I Damn. know,
4: man. That's one of the top uh, – that buns me out so much. Neb, uh, you, you got to
2: take on – I think that my, if I were to guess, I would say Millsap's not back and Barton is not back. So then you're talking about the Jokic being the oldest tenured nugget rem- remaining.
3: Yeah, I don't see uh, I don't see a reality that Millsap is back. I just don't think it makes sense. Um, he's already went from like paid high and big into not really playing at all what would be the point of just, like, keeping him around? I, don't, I think they would go younger rather than him around for any type of veteran presence, and it hasn't actually worked. Also, with um, Zeke now, like, up in his, like, stock and now having a chance, I don't see why they would go with Millsap. So I do think that that was the last time we've seen him in a Nuggets uniform. Um, right, maybe,
1: maybe Michael Green might be the oldest next season. Yeah. thirty-one.
3: Um, it.
5: Yeah, we don't really. Uh, how old? Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we really have a, a very young team. It, like every time that they were talking about the youngest teams, like when we added Paul Millsap, it like added like three or four years to the aggregate age of the team. Right. But you're right. Yeah, I don't like really, this. This. This comment I'd like to bring up about Eric's voice barely matches his face. Right? <laughs> I don't. Even, we've, this has come up more than one time. I don't understand. What is my? And then they, I was told that I was. uh they thought I looked like a like a bald hipster, which I'm. I'm halfway there.
3: <laughs> which which
5: is the half part? <laughs> uh, you tell me. I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it out there.
2: <laughs> um, I got one more here. We'll go to if you were a TC, what would your top three priorities be in terms of player personnel? This
1: comes from Cal Yonahan. Uh um, perimeter defense. I guess. That's the to easy survive. one. That's always the easy one. <laughs> a backup center. I think the Nuggets could really use a backup center. Like, like Going back to what I was saying earlier, making sure Yoke doesn't burn out during the regular season has to be priority number one this coming regular season. And a big part of that will be having a very reliable backup center that you can just trust.
3: Yeah, I would or like it. My, my first would be a, a, an interchangeable defender, um, the backup center. And then third, I would go after a, a spark plug, a reliable spark plug off the bench, a guy that just goes in there and your job is to score with the second unit and you don't have to worry about anything else. Jamal mm.
1: Crawford's available.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I really love Marcus Gasol
2: on the team, but I think Marcus Gasol still wants to play. He was not happy with his limited minutes, and I don't think he would play a lot here. I mean, you only need him from when Yoke's not on the court. I do think you'd be great for teaching Jokic, though. Like I, I That'd imagine be cool Jokic around. become a much better defender with Marcus all in his ear. Um, I saw. I, I can't remember where the question was, so I apologize if I didn't. Oh, if you, if I know you haven't um, dived into the draft yet, but do you think they should go for a prospect or trade for a more veteran option? And I think this is a real interesting question here. Tim Conley, kick ass at the draft, The kick assest the kickest assist. But does Denver need to go for a vet? What do you think, Deb?
3: I think I think you go young. There's no point for a vet. They've already had the, the mm. vet presence. And also, I don't think that they have a team that will listen to a vet unless it is like a Gasol who could help Jokic direct. Yeah. I don't think that the vet guys are fit for this type of Nuggets team at all. Um, so I say go young and just to build around them. Also, you start with not having these questions like going into it. You already have the questions about – like, everybody's going to be on max contracts. You're not going to have money to pay those types right, of people yeah. come around for a long time. You might as well have a young guy that can get better under the wings.
2: Denver really needs to, like, protect their salary cap going right. forward. I do think Porter, yeah, they're going to have a full salary cap. They're going to need a lot of cheap guys. So the draft is one way to do that. I think the big thing is, you know, Zeke Naji needs to, to, I think, be a, a piece next year. Like, he needs to be a player. And, and Michael Porter just needs to improve what yet again in the regular season he was great. And I, if you just look, this is the longest off season he's going to get, you know, basically in his career. I, I do expect a good leap from him, especially with how obvious it is that he needed to make improvements. So I just want to see can he make that leap, and and if he does, then Denver can survive next year and can look really good. Um, but you know, it's a big if with Michael Porter. I'm so curious to see, and maybe it it, it helps. He might be a player who's so motivated. I wonder if it helps when he gets his big contract. If it's like, okay, now I can breathe easy. I'm making money. They've committed to me. I know this, and, and go from there. But yeah,
5: the, the the thing about like having a core, it just allows you so much flexibility to sh- sh- try to fill out the pieces around it. But like the Nuggets are not thinking of like you can. You can build a team instantly by picking a bunch of, bunch of vets and a bunch of proven players, putting them all together, putting them in a Petri dish, becoming the Brooklyn Nets. But, like, the Nuggets are thinking about the long-term health of this organization, the way that Tim Conley has structured this. like, And the way that you do that is you just continually stock your cupboards. And so yeah. next year it's like, who do we add? Like, we add Zeke Naji next year because that's um. the the addition. And then th- we bring in another, another young guy that has promise that can, uh, you know, fulfill his promise down the line but is probably going to sit next year but th- that's the way that you stay relevant for a very long time you don't just like go out and like you know make uh impulsive moves to bring some guy in and then if you're doing it right veterans like a Paul Millsap or guys that have been good that are wanting to you know do something at the end of their career will come in and start to join your team theoretically like obviously this has never been the case for Denver, but. Um, you know, if you're if you're <laughs> just looking at the best way to build a franchise, like that's the way you do it. So the Nuggets should do that. They should just always add the best young player that they possibly can, and then see if they can get, you know, somebody that's hungry to to join a well-run organization and, and wants to play along. Nicole Jokic, yeah. but also, did you go? You just got a draft. TC, he's that's his superpower. You don't take him Yeah, away you can't take
1: away more first-round
4: picks <laughs> from. Unbelievably, at this, let's point. get
2: it. Let's get out of here, guys, because we ran a little bit long. No, today. I gotta say
4: one thing. It's on the okay. tip of my tongue. Also, hoarding assets gives you more. Paths to audibling going forward, right? Especially yeah. as cap sheets get get complicated, these are how you get off of contracts or bring more talent in. Um, so it gives him room to be creative.
2: I am curious though. You can cue that outro music Hill I am curious to see how Denver or how some teams handle, like Portland right now. I think is in panic mode. They're they're looking to shake things up major. Uh, Philadelphia, I think we already talked about them. Utah. I mean, Utah might be a team that now looks it. at it and says we're got to oh. blow things up. So they could I look if This is an off season that has more. T- turmoil than usual um and if that's the case then you know maybe this is a crazy like there's there's moves to be made out there that we don't even anticipate yet that are that are a little bit shocking i don't know we'll have to wait and see how it plays out but that'll do it today guys just as a reminder mondays mailbag every monday tuesday we're mailbag gonna have a- monday baby the homie miroslav is on with us tomorrow so Serge, you could tune in we're gonna be diving in a, a little bit to these dynamics i think with the Holy national team Oh, also, just catching up with Miroslav will be great. Um, maybe some Joel Embiid slander. I don't know. We'll see. if people. We uh, Wednesday, I see some people in here are wanting us to talk about Chris Duarte. Is that how I say his name, Harrison?
1: That's right, yeah.
2: Chris Duarte. Well, guess what? That is who we're talking about for Draft burr, 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 burr. Wednesday. Draft Wednesday. So we are going to be talking about him on Wednesday. Thursday, we'll have a guest on. And then casual Friday, that's Eric's time to shine. He's so casual. Oh, oh, oh.
5: Dude, I've never been more casual than I am right now. So uh, don't
2: forget to tune in. We're back at two o'clock tomorrow, guys, and we'll be two o'clock the rest of the week. We can't wait. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys.
1: Before we get out of here, guys, if you're thinking about going back to school, maybe you've just got a few credits to finish up, or maybe you never went to college. Got to recommend that you check out MSU Denver online. A lot of us here at DNVR and DNVR members specifically have taken classes at MSU Denver online. It's been a great experience for everyone. The teachers are awesome the courses are super engaging. They keep you interested. It's not one of those boring lecture college classes where you doze off to sleep or you're just chilling on your laptop. These are classes that give you information, that give you knowledge that you can use outside of the classroom. So check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online.
0: The country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear. Like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA. From growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together.